Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. special edition a saturday edition of monty and the pharaoh long island's number one pro wrestling broadcast at the helm is none other than studio owner and business owner jim savali jim how are you i'm doing good bro how you doing all right man and excellent to my right is none other than david sammartino who's coming from i think jersey how are you david okay it's hey i want to say it's great to be back in long island well it's great to have you Used to uh, wrestle at the Coliseum a lot, right, back in the day? Yeah, I've been to Nassau Coliseum, and I think with independent groups, we went to Shirley, Long Island. Yeah, yeah. great. Back in the day, early 80s. Yeah, absolutely. So where were you in Jersey today? What were you doing? Oh, it was a wrestling convention that we were doing, and uh, I hadn't done, that's the first one that I've done in 10 years. Wow. It's kind of nice to see some old fans come out and... Well, I got. I got to tell you, you, you came out of the car. You are in some outstanding shape, man. I cannot. Get... Yeah, but I'm an old guy now. You're an old guy in outstanding shape. I don't oh, know. You, you look. A lot. I was uh, actually showing Jim your picture because there's not a lot of pictures with you on uh, the internet, like the older you. Yeah. And he couldn't believe what kind of shape you. I can't believe what kind of shape you're in. What are you doing oh, with yourself? Oh, real. Well, I'm working out all the time. I'm taking care of myself. Uh... I'm down to 150 pounds now. Those pictures that you have, I used to weigh 260. Wow. Yeah, they got you They got you posted at 252. But, I'm, you know, in those days, I was 21, 22. You know, I'm, I'm pushing 60 now. So. You push it. So how big are those guns you got working there right now? <laughs> oh, they're not big. Back in the day, I had big guns. Now they're just uh, yeah, they're just leaner looking now. Now, are you, are you a personal trainer? Uh, well, I, I had done. Now, basically, I'm retired now, which is a word I don't like to use because I like to. I, I stay pretty active. I stay busy. And you're still living uh, in the Pittsburgh area? No, no. I've I've lived in Atlanta for the last 35 years. Oh, smart man. I was about to say. I was like, wow. Well, my, it- my 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 family lives. My, my dad and the, his family lived in the Pittsburgh area. Okay. And okay. They stayed there. But how I you, left a long time. How do you like Atlanta? Uh well, see, my wife's from there. You know, I like Atlanta. You know, but uh. I've been there a long time, you know. It's good to get out once in a while. No, I hear you. It's no, good no. to come around and see. How does it feel like having fans come up to you from what, you, what you've what you done in your career? And how does that make you feel? Does it make you 
you know, bring back the old feelings or what well, it, it all depends what they say. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. What what would a fan actually say to you to insult you? Come on. Oh. Oh, I'm I'm just teasing, but uh, right, no, it's right. good. To, it's good to see everybody. It's uh, you know, it felt weird today being there because, like I said, I haven't done anything wrestling related in ten years, and uh, my dad passed away a year and a half ago, so it makes it extra strange to yeah. be around doing stuff, seeing all his photographs, you know, and everything it can get pretty emotional. Yeah, I I lost my mom about three years ago. Okay, so, so you know what I'm saying. I know, you know, I don't, I don't think you ever get over that type of thing, for sure. Oh, no, never. never. Uh, well, I'll tell you, the fans, uh, you know, we're Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast. The fans are very excited that you were coming in today, Oh, as we were. And, uh, you know, so let's get to it. Nice um, to just, just like on our show, oh. anything we ask, if you don't like what we ask, just say pass. Just it's all shoot, good. Shoot away. All right, so real quick, what was it like growing up at San Martino? It was an honor, but it was pretty tough because wrestling came on every Saturday, okay? Wrestling came on every Saturday. Well, Monday was time to go back to school. So the kids would always, you know, I was always in fights and I always picked on, you know, that type of yeah, thing. Yeah, sure. Hear, What's your dad going to do against Monsoon? What's your dad going to do against Mortier? What's your dad going to do against uh, Crusher Verdue? Or, you know, so I was always defending, defending and defending. And that got to be a problem. That had to be a But at the same time, I felt very special because I was his son, you mm. know. And uh, I love my dad, and he created this inspiration and this drive in me to be like him. So, I get that. Did your dad always hold kayfabe with you? Did you, these kids are picking on you, or not picking on you, just challenging you. Did he hold kayfabe and always said it was real, and did you believe it was real growing up? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Because my dad came home with injuries. Yeah. Well, so I had no choice, you know, right. to, and I, I did I did believe it and I did respect and I, I respected what he did, you know. Some of the, some of the older uh, wrestlers uh used to used to tell me when I got into the wrestling business, yeah, we used to tell your dad to smarten you up a little bit so that way it wouldn't be as bad in school, you know. But it wouldn't have mattered because they're still knocking your father. They're sure. still knocking, you know, the the man you love, you know, so but, uh, yeah, sometimes it got to be pretty tough. I came home with some ripped shirts and bloody noses. You know? All right, but how about the teachers? That they must have been Bruno fans, so they must have always, you know, it's took a, care of you. Know? It's a funny thing. They, yeah. it, it, seemed, it, seemed, it seemed like when I'd get into the fights and I was getting the worst of it, they let it go longer. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, really. I, I think there was a jealousy among I, – I, I started in a Catholic school. Mm. And that's where I, I, you know, I saw all this, you know. So it was like – you know, even even the teachers showed a, uh, uh, you know. Was there a lot? Did you feel like this this tremendous amount of pressure or? Yeah, yeah. Because then 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 you you were getting like scared of going to school yeah. and stuff, you know. And then I thought, well, I'm going to deal deal with it this way. Every opponent I had, it was like, okay, you're today you're Gorilla Monsoon, boom, boom, boom. That would like you know like hey. Tomorrow, you're Killer Kowalski, you know. Wednesday, this guy, boom, you're Professor Tanaka. You know, I, I, to, to mental, sure. to, 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 to prepare and to try to do what I could do. Okay. Tell me about your mom. My mom, I never, my mom was, uh, was, uh, she, uh, 
she loved my dad. My dad loved my mom. She was a love. She was. Uh, she gave love in that respect. I was not close with my mother. Okay. And I've I've made that known, you know, throughout the, throughout the years uh, when asked about it. My mom was. Uh, it made it tough. I think it was tough on her too because my dad was on the road a lot. So that could put people in bad moods. Sure. That could put people in, you know, mood swings, you know. And, uh, yeah, it got to be, it was tough at home, especially when my dad wasn't there. And my mom was, you know, it, was, it wasn't easy being with my mom during those years. Okay. Yeah. Look, you like every other family, right? Every other family had well, some sort I, of well, issues. I, would, you know? I would think so, yeah. Um, so... Larry Zabisco comes into your life. We had Larry Zabisco in studio. We had oh, a lot you? of guys come through, and Larry uh, told the story how he wanted to be a wrestler, and he kind of yeah. crawled under the weeds to find Bruno and whatever. Um, yeah. This is a this this is a maybe a strange question, but I, I always think about this. I don't know if you watch movies. Do you remember the Rocky movies at all? Oh, all of them. Yeah. So there's that Rocky, I think five, uh, when they Tommy Morrison comes in and. Rocky's attentions towards Tommy Morrison. Did you feel some sort of jealousy at any time when Larry was involved in your family? No, because I was real young still. Okay. You know, and uh, you didn't feel like Larry was taking your father's time at all or anything. Oh like no, that? it wasn't like that. He it, it wasn't like that. Uh, basically, my dad discouraged it to him, made him go to college. Said after you go to college, you know, come with a degree from college, and then we'll we'll talk about it. And he did that. Yeah. You know, he did that. But I was still, I was just a kid. I, I looked up to Larry in those days. Because I, I, I looked at him and envisioned, well, that's what I want to be. You know, I want to be tutored by my dad, and I want to come out, and I want to be a, a champion like my dad. Yeah. You know, so I, I was, in those days, I looked up to Larry, you know. That's great. Yeah. Okay. Um, when did you decide that you wanted to be a pro wrestler? Oh, well, since I was a kid, you know. Just because of dad? Yeah, just because of him, because I, I I admired him so much, I loved him so much. Uh, I just I I just thought I always felt like it was something that I could do. And then when he when I got smart to the whole thing, I thought that was the neatest thing, you know, about it all. That it was more of a of an art to draw people in, and I thought that was pretty neat, you know. Well, wow, that is pretty neat. Yeah. So. And to create, create, and then, then those creative juices to create situations, to, to, you know. So you want to be a pro wrestler? Yeah. Where do you get your training from? Okay, when I st- when I when I, I started in '79, I used to go to the Pittsburgh Civic Arena one day one day out of the uh, out of the because they 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 ran the show every month once a month on a Friday, and I used to work out with Larry Zabisco. I used to work out with Baron Cicluna. Yeah, two and, very big guys. Yeah, when, when when one could make it, the other one would work out with me. And I had a buddy of mine that used to work out with me because in those days I was competing in bench press contests. And I had a training partner, and he wanted to be a wrestler. And when we couldn't uh, when we uh, couldn't get anybody to work out with us, me and him would go in there and, and, and go over stuff that, that they had taught us, and we would you know get the feel of the ring and everything. But in those days, yeah, it was. In other words, like people say, well, didn't you ever work out with your dad? And I said, I never worked out with my dad once on the mat. In the backyard, a couple of times we'd lock up, you know, he'd fool around a little bit. But, I mean, never like, you know. Right. You know, like a Stu Hart or somebody. No, right, like I, that, got you, you know, I got you, I got you. But, so, but Cicluna was a good trainer. Uh, did you work with Johnny Rods at all? 
No. No. Okay. I wrestled Johnny Rod. Sure. And then when I turned pro and all that, but it was basically with uh, Zabisco and Cicluna. Okay. When do you finally... I know you get your training down in the South a little bit, and then when do you get the call to the WWE? How does that even come apart? Okay. I was scheduled to go to the AWA. And then uh, my dad had told me... Uh, I was working in Georgia. I was wrestling back and forth through Georgia. And then the... Uh, uh, the, te- the territory was really down and everything, and uh, uh, I was working for Ole Anderson at the time, and then um, I, can't, I, I can't remember, but there, an opportunity in the AWA came up, and that automatically meant uh, uh, better money. Sure. So uh, I, was, I think I was scheduled to, to go into there, and then my dad had called me and told me about this, this uh, that uh, there's going to be an opportunity here, but it's up to you now. I'm going to be the commentator, and you're going to come. In and, and but it said it's up to you now, you know. And I remember, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we started. Uh, then I came in for TV in '84. It was like a, I think it's September of '84, and we started on the same day. He started as a color commentator, and then I had my first match on TV, and that's when that's that's. And I thought I was going to, you know, really climb, you know, was going to be groomed and climb, you know. Well, who's, my work was really pretty good then, you know. It was very good. Who, I want to go back, but first, who wanted you in? Was it Junior or was it Senior bringing you in at that time? Oh, I don't, uh, oh, well, I don't know about that, but senior, uh, Vince McMahon was already dead. Okay. If, if Vince McMahon Senior was alive, I would have, I would have, I would have got it all. Yeah, you would have been you would have been gold. Uh, yeah, I would have done a whole lot better, a whole lot better. So let's go back to Georgia Championship Wrestling. Uh, we've had plenty of wrestlers come through here, and yeah. the one thing they have in common is I don't think any of them were a fan of Ole Anderson. Yeah. What, what was when your... I look back on it now, I was an immature kid. Okay. I would, okay. But, but basically, he seemed like when I look back at it now, to be honest, he he was in a tough position. He was a booker. And he was a rough edge type of guy, and he wanted success. And I, I can, I, you know, I, I, I can admire that. I was just a young, you know, I, I had no patience. Well, you know, you know it's a double-edged sword, right? It's like, yeah. you know, you're a San Martino, so huge for whatever area takes yeah. you on, right? Because yeah. you're, you're a selling point. But then on the other hand, maybe there's some jealousy going on involved with, with that. Did anyone ever give you problems? Uh, like what a promoter a promoter wrestlers oh they? yeah they all go I mean, no, I mean only anderson basically i guess he was a good guy but like you know if say if you're a young guy in the business and mm-hmm. if you have an that if it looks to be like you have an attitude they're going to try to you know discourage you a little bit and pl- mess with you a little bit and he fired me <laughs> oh really uh, yeah well i remember the, the situation was we were in uh we were in richmond virginia one time and uh, uh, George Scott was the booker, and okay. he got fired. And my dad had it worked out with George Scott that we're going to build David up. But we're, we're, no, 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 we're going to build him up. They, but he can do, he's just learning. He can do, uh, he can be the journeyman in house shows, but on TV he's got to go over. He can't do no jobs on TV. Okay. And that was that was. Now this is your, your dad saying this. With, yeah, with okay. George Scott. Gotcha. My dad worked that out with mm-hmm. George Scott, because it, so I could have a uh, you know a promising career because I showed some talent. So George Scott gets fired. Crockett's fired. George Scott. They bring Ole Anderson in. So naturally, he wants to do everything in his own way. Right. 
So right away, he wants to beat me on TV. Mm. So uh, they, they had pretty good uh, radius for their TV, you know, and uh, it was going up into the New York markets then, mm. you know, the Mid-Atlantic Championship Wrestling, early 80s, 81, I think it was. And uh, so I told him, I says, uh, Mr. Anderson, I says, you know, my dad had worked out with George Scott that I don't do jobs on TV. Well, and he was a, he was like a loud type of guy. And he says, well, if you can't do the job for me on TV, then you can't work for me here. So you can pack up your bag and get the F out of here. Right. Eggs, just like that. So, and I, I, I like, I started screaming my head off. <clears throat> and I says, that's a, I, I, I came in a dressing room and. I guess I was emotional, I, and I just, <laughs> I, I just, I'm embarrassed now when I think back to all those days. But I just said, I can't believe I just got effing fired, you know, mm. just following the rules, the, what the what the what whatever. the agreement was. Yeah, and I couldn't believe, it, and I was angry, you know, and I just shut my mouth off. Did you talk to your father about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he said, okay, well, you know, you did the right thing, you know, but uh, head on north. Yeah, but then later on we kind of patched things up, and I because I worked for him back in Atlanta, right? And, you know, it was you know. All right, so you head into the WWE um, yeah. land. You know, at that time when you came, it was the land of the big people, right? The big wrestler. Yeah. Uh, you're five eight or so, right? Yeah. Five nine. Yeah. Big guy. Did you hit the juice? Yeah. Oh, I, that, that's that's been. Did well. you? Well, when I first there, when you first saw me, uh, there was no juice. So you that and was, I was you. bench pressing five hundred pounds. Yeah, you were a yeah. big kid. Yeah. Well, I had to be big. If I if I wasn't going to have height, I had to be big. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, no, in those days, I, I started the I started the steroids for 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 one reason. I wanted to look better. I didn't like the when I saw myself. I didn't like the way I looked. I was 260 pounds, just about. Mm -hmm. And I just didn't like the way I looked. Because you had guys like Ricky Steamboat and Barry Wyndham. You had all these good-looking, sexy, <laughs> good guys. Okay. You know, I wanted to change my appearance. And I thought, well, boy, I built uh, I built all of this hard muscle. I, I, to diet it away, you know, I, th I felt like if I got on steroids... While I was dieting and, and taking off, I would save a lot of the muscle because you're going to lose both muscle and fat when you're losing weight. Absolutely. And I wanted to keep as much as uh, much as the muscle as I could. So I just I didn't take a lot. I just took enough to stimulate my metabolism to where you know I could keep my to keep what muscle I had. Do you think the gas has a bad rap though? I mean, you know, a lot. Well, it's bad for you. I don't I don't condone it to anybody. You know, it's a choice you have to make. Uh, in wrestling, it's it's a it's a aesthetic type of thing because it's not a competition thing because that's all done in the office. Mm -hmm. But in sports, I can see you know where it goes because it's competitive and you know there's big bucks involved. And, know. You know, yeah. But it's it's not good for your health. That's a proven fact. People have died from it. People abuse it. People you know get hooked on it because you do get hooked on it because like your body you, when you're on that stuff you feel pumped all the time. It's like you're working out, you get a pump. Yeah, yeah. Well, you feel like that without working out. So when you get off that stuff, you feel soft again. <laughs> right. You know, and that's the difference. It makes you feel an addict. You, you like to feel like this, and you don't like to feel like this. And you can tell the big difference when you're on and you're off. Okay. So that's where it's the addiction. Because I know there was sometimes when I got on it, I didn't want to get off. Mm -hmm. You just like it would stay on like for a month, get off for a couple of weeks, then go back on, give your body a rest from it. Yeah. You know, but I. But you just, sometimes you don't. 
and the pressure was there, you take right? Less, you take less, but you don't, and, and you're really you supposed to cycle that stuff out, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So you know, you're in, you're you're in Allentown, you're doing all this stuff, and all these guys are shooting up juice too. So, uh, you know, how about recreational drugs? Well, you're going to where I've said before. Yeah, I smoke marijuana. Okay, you know, I'll tell you a reason I, why I started that because I thought it would make me feel better on airplanes. Because I've been in some nasty airplane rides. I've been in an airplane one time. We're going from a, a little airplane, a commuter. Did you ever fly commuter airplanes? Yeah, all the time. They bounce around a little bit, don't they? A little bit. Well, this was smaller than a commuter. And we were in Toledo, uh, Toledo, uh, or not Toledo, uh, Topeka, Kansas, okay. going to Kansas City. So it's just a little hop, Quick skip, flight. and a yeah. jump. There's not even a stewardess on the plane. And it was like a like an eight seater. As we're getting ready to take off, the door flies open. Oh boy! And I started screaming at the pilot, <laughs> "Hey, wait, wait!" Because I'm thinking as soon as I'm thinking as soon as it goes up, we're gonna get sucked out of the thing. And then he, he then he had to make a U turn and you know close the door. Okay. But I, I started doing that. But it made me feel good. Okay. You know, it made me feel better. And then 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 the homesick thing comes in hand. You get a little homesick on the road. Well, that makes you feel a little better. Sure. I enjoyed it. You know, and it makes you hungry. <laughs> oh yeah. So I didn't have a problem. And then with you're that. good there, yeah. right? Yeah. So, All right. Yeah. That's cool. So you, you you know you're around some icons at that time, right? So now the WWE is going to make their advancement on the regional territories. You're in at that moment. You're there at that time. Yeah. Um, Andre, you have any stories with that? You, uh, involvement with Andre the Giant at all? Uh, with me? Yeah, any conversation? Like, did you, did you spend any time with him? Did no, you do anything? No, just said with hello him? to him. You just say to him, "Hi, boss. How are uh, you?" Yeah. yeah, that's all. So yeah. never went out of the way. How was he with your father? Was he tight with your father? Or they were kind of uh, just business. I people? never heard anything negative. I think my dad liked him. I think he liked my dad. Okay. Yeah. How did guys like the new guys that came in, like uh, Orndorff, Piper, and Schultz? How did they treat you? I I, I got into it with Schultz. Uh, one time, you know, he was a, he was. The, Can you tell that story? Yeah, yeah he did. and he was on he was in the station too. Okay, well, he's he, I got along with him after. You know, he got pretty rough with me in the ring, and I got rough with him back and set the tone, and it was okay. We were okay after that. Okay, you so know? what he was just trying to just show you who he was, and then you just settled down yeah, in the he, locker room. He hit me pretty good, and I, I I nailed him back. Okay, and it was. Mine was mine was mine was more devastating than his. <laughs> That's all I'll say. Yeah. But uh, but, uh, we, but afterwards we got along after that. Okay. You know. And how'd you get along with Pipe? Yeah, sometimes that happens. You it know. happens in life. It's a physical business. Sometimes, Absolutely. You know, it's gonna little things flare up. But you want you know, and especially being where you come from, right? People are gonna. But Orndorff and would you say Orton? Oh, and Piper. A Piper. Oh, I got along great with them. Yeah, yeah. they were gentlemen. They were great guys. How about Hogan? How did he treat you? Very good. That's I great. never had a problem with Hulk Hogan. And did you have any conversations with Vince Jr. during this time? I never talked to the guy. Uh, one time, I I just I said one thing to him. When I uh, I never talked. My dad did. My my dad acted as like my agent. Okay. I was just to keep my mouth shut and do what I was told. Mm -hmm. Shut up. Save your money. That but that that that. That started rubbing me wrong because I wanted to climb. Yeah. And with that type type of thing, I wasn't climbing anywhere. <clears throat> So uh, that's how I was treated, just like a kid. My dad would handle business and, you know, make sure that he had his thing done and just to keep your mouth shut, just do what you're told. So that was kind of stressing you out then at yeah, that point, right? Like because that. you wanted to do this on your own, right? Yeah. Well, 
Yeah, but I, yeah, I want to do it on my own. But I wanted to be pushed. I wanted yeah. to like other like the other guys were sure, getting, like the Wyndhams and the Rotundos and like all those guys. I felt like my I felt like I had talent and I could back up the name. I, I that that was no pressure to me to have the name That's great. because if I didn't have talent, then there would be pressure. If mm-hmm. I wasn't strong and pressing Ken Patera over my head in Madison Square Garden, you know what I'm saying? Mm. I could do I could do things. You know, I could get things done. You know, as a pro wrestler, so you you've, in this interview already you talked about how well you wrestled, which we all think you were a great wrestler. Oh, thank you. How was how did you feel your mic skill was and what is more important, mic or mat skills? Both. Yeah, they both have to be. One goes with the other. Well, how did you ever see what my? How did you really ever see what my skills were? Because I was never in an angle with anybody. Well, I got to be honest with you. One thing that bothered me again, I grew. You're not much older than I am, but I watched wrestling, right? And yeah. one, you know, I was a fan of yours, and I, I could actually remember a Piper's Pit where you're actually there. On Piper's Pit, yeah, but it was actually the Tonga Kid. They rolled that into yeah. a Tonga Kid angle. Kind of bothered me. Yeah, but I was. I know which one you're talking because I just saw that not too long ago. Yes, I mean you're not going to be on all the time. You know, I'm gonna. And I was probably nervous then too because I had just started there. Yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah. Was there? And any time they ever did an angle, they would never do one with me and my dad on TV. It was always in a club. It was old school in the club. In other words, you did on the club, but wasn't done on TV. So that you come back the next month with the cage match or the Texas death match or whatever it right. was. But everybody else was getting their angles done on TV so they can go to Los Angeles, so they can go to Toronto, so they can go to Chicago and New York. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. They could take it, and that's where you make the money. Absolutely. So with us, it was just it was, it was just old school doing in the club and bring up the club and this and that. But doing that stuff in those same clubs, we were drawn. Mm. We were drawn. We were outdrawn. Hogan and all them. Yeah, my dad was still here. He'd tell you, oh, he'd, he'd talk your ears off on that. I got gotcha. you. Know? So you do have the opportunity to wrestle in WrestleMania 1 against Brutus Beefcake. How does that come about? I don't know. Uh, the matches were made. The WrestleMania 1, it wasn't like it is today. It was a big show. It was huge. It was a big show. But, I mean, it, it was like a... You know, I, I didn't look at it as a big special thing. The only big special thing about it, I guess, that, oh, well, they're bringing, they're going to have these dancers and they're going to have Liberace and they're, they're going to have some celebrities uh, uh, take part in the show. But it was just a big, uh, a big uh, uh, st- stacked card at Madison Square Garden. My dad was going to be in my corner and, and uh, boy, it was that was a, that was going to be special and it, it, it turned out to be this big phenomenon, okay? Right. But then it was just a big, big show, and it was closed circuit. It wasn't pay-per-view. That was still mm-hmm. in closed circuit. That's right. Days, you know? So it was like, you know, I guess a big... I guess it wouldn't have been no different when they closed-circuited uh, Shea Stadium for Antonio Noki and uh, and, uh, and they had, they had my dad, yeah. Hanson in the cage yeah. and all that stuff. So I, it was, I just took it like that, you know. But now it became this big, you know. Yeah, speaking, speaking of Hanson, I know you wrestled him later on in the AWA. He was in studio. He spoke about when he broke your father's neck on accident, how he got a lot of heat from the boys because they, they all had their, oh, oh, their sure. money thing. Yeah, yeah. At that point, did you think that? I was in high school. I said, oh, one day I want to get that son of a gun. You know, I want that to get him. Great. I tell him the story like we would laugh about it. You know, and he was a good guy. He was a good guy to me. You know, he yeah. Was, yeah, he was good. So let's get back to WrestleMania one. I know your father was acting as your agent, but are you aware of what's going on with Vince trying to take over the regions? 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, because he was, you know, he was, you know, because uh, that's what the the Georgia thing was happening, you know, and I I was in Georgia for, yeah, but I you know everybody, you know, because all the stars from all the territories were coming in. Right. You know. Okay. So, real quick, November 22nd, 1985, Philadelphia Spectrum. You end up with a match with Ron Shaw. Oh, okay, that's why, okay. Well, I was angry. Because this is this goes to the grooming part. Here I've beaten Ron Shaw on TV, and he's a nice guy, a good guy, good way. I'm not knocking him, but it's just the way that everything was put together. Here's a guy that I have be, been beaten on TV, not, not only in the Independence TV, but also uh, on on uh, in in uh, the WWF. And they put me on a on a packed house. They put me with him in Philadelphia. Like who? Well, who? How is David getting better? He's being the same guy that he's been. And it just showed me right then and there. Well, see, they're not doing this. Is ridiculous. even an idiot like me can see that there's nothing going to be done. They're just you know, there's no grooming. There's no. They're just you know, give them give them the duke, and that's you know, that's you know, that'll make them happy. That wasn't making it. You know, that, that it's it just I I was angry. So I thought, okay. <clears throat> and there had been a couple of things prior to that. I just like I was getting like, well, it, it shows my immaturity and it shows my impatience. But at the same time, I've been around it for a while and I know what you, you feel, you see, you mm. know. And, and I thought, well, I just got mad and I just says, well, did you call right on that spot? Like, or did you? Just I told get- him. I told Ron Shaw beforehand. This is what we're going to do, and I made him do it. Okay. And uh, I said, I just didn't care at that point. I just said, well, we're gonna we're gonna shot. But I, you know what? I, I I worked hard doing it. I didn't just you know. I made sense of it. No. I let him hurt my back, yeah, and I yeah. showed him. Boom! I made. I mean, I, I I made a match of it, and he was well. He hurt me, and I he he was the better guy that night. I didn't make. I just didn't. You know, what do they call flop or just whatever. All right, look, I understand you got they, you had some traffic problems. I'm going to get you out of here because I want to get you on your flight, okay? Oh, bless the you. The fans are going to be a little upset, but it's all good. I really appreciate you coming in here. So I'm just going to go. Maybe I can come back and we can go in tomorrow. I would. I know the fans would, and I really appreciate it. So I'm just going to go to the last question. Go ahead. I know you and your father became estranged a little late in your career, your life. Yeah. Uh, is there anything you would have just done differently maybe to make that better that you could have maybe, maybe have done? Uh, sure. There's always yeah, sure. But uh, we, we there there was there was things uh, that my dad hurt me with too. But but you know what? I love my dad. I always love my dad. Show me show me any father and son that sometime in their life that they had maybe bumped heads a few times. That happens in life. Right. Life is tough. Life is hard. And uh, sometimes you have to accept things, and you just have to uh, keep trying to move on. But I'm so thankful and I'm so appreciative that I had Bruno San Martino for my father because he was he was a great dad and I miss him and I wish things could have been better. They didn't happen, but uh, you know he's always in my heart and I'm and, and I I dream about him every night. Well, as a wrestling fan, to you, we appreciate you becoming a professional wrestler. You were excellent. Oh, thank uh, you. Growing up. Me and my friends were a big fan of yours, and uh, we appreciate you coming on the show. Well, I appreciate it. It was, a, it was an honor to be here. All right. Well, this has been Monty Nefaro. We'll catch you uh, tomorrow where we have uh, Bill Alfonso in studio.